You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You know, it's bulky mm, season for right. our boy. You know, he was eating chicken, rice, Fish, veggies. Yeah, yeah. You know, Liam's gonna have to eat a whole other person well, in order to put in six <laughs> hour days at the gym. Anything's possible. Hello, and welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. I'm Steve Allman, and welcome once again. We are back to Mint Edition. It's the once in a while podcast about all the fandom that you just can't live without. Hi, once again, Steve Allman. I'm going to say it again. Don't forget. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Lord of the Memes, Explainer of the Midnight Boys. He's here to fix Geralt's wig once again. <laughs> it's Joe Adeneron. What's up, man? You know, I just left the mall. Did you know there's a a Dolbathana at the mall? The, really? Yeah. You know, right, I got a cream for that. It's right next to Dolce Gabbana and the Banana <laughs> Republic. It's right oh, in the middle. God. Wow, that's gross, yeah. man. That's that's real gross. And joining us again, now officially as our co-co-host, Jessica Clemens. Yay! Permanent third chair. That's what? right. You've been on here for quite a while, but now we actually have official word coming down from the people on high that we can officially say Jessica Clemens is the third chair, third co-host of Mint Edition. Um, Yay. What's our name? Is it Justovi? Justomi? Oh, man. Just don't, it's yeah. not going to oh. work. And we one of our names... We might need to keep that in the, in the bag. Okay, oh. we'll keep it. I'll, I'll come up with something very nice. We'll get it on T-shirts. <laughs> we'll get it on T-shirts. It's great to have you, officially. I know. I. It's so funny because I didn't know any of the backs, like any of the behind the scenes of this. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yay! It's a surprise to we'll you just, as well. We'll just keep having you come on every single week as a special guest. Uh, yeah. Uh, forever. Right. <laughs> Our very special guest that we may as well just call our co-host. Yeah. Which we're very happy for. And Thanks. we're excited to have you on. I'm excited. And before we get even more excited with the great show that we have for you today, some programming reminders. Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to be giving you their instant reactions to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film. Guess what? It's pretty great. You're going to want to see this one. It's so Friday, House of R is going to give you their latest tropes course on the enemies to lovers trope. I can't wait. In celebration of Good Omens Season 2. This, this means something to me, man. I can't wait to hear what yours is going to be, Joey. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, They're going to be great. I have choices. So many They're choices. They're also going to be just, people are going to listen to it as a recommendation. They're going to be like, oh, I'm going to read all of these or look at all of these. I can't wait to listen. You I'm are excited. absolutely not going to want to miss that. That's They're going to be in their bag that episode. And on more Mint Edition news fronts, you might have noticed that we're on your feeds a lot more, and you're going to officially be seeing us on your feeds a lot more 
Mint Edition is now bi-weekly. That means every other week we will be on your feeds, gracing your wonderful eardrums with all of the great things that you can't live without. And you might have heard that there's a certain animated DC show that we've been covering for a little bit here on Young Justice. Yeah. Young Justice! Finally! Yeah, finally! Joe, me, we did it, Joe. Uh, we can finally no. say... No. No. <laughs> I tried my best, guys. This is why we keep you around. You can stop me at any point. <laughs> I, I did what I could. That is great. Uh, but no, Harley Quinn is out. Mm-hmm. And you might have noticed that we've had a couple of episodes premiere. Uh, and some people might have been like, hey, Steve, Jomi, Jess, when are you going to talk about Harley Quinn? The answer next time that we're doing an episode <laughs> is when we do that. Uh, we were going to finish up The Witcher, and then we are going to be doing a mid-season check-in for Harley Quinn season four. Beauty. In all of its glory. Spoiler, it's really, really good, and you should watch it right now. It's really great. I haven't watched any of it yet, but I'm going to. It's just been such a busy week with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, with The Witcher, with everything. So now I'm going to watch it. There might be a lot of stuff that you might and not want to miss out. And Twisted um, Metal. Oh. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. I've been watching uh, The Dragon Prince. I've been locked in on that. So, you know, you got to you know, have priorities. True Steve. cinema. True cinema. Got to lock in on true cinema first. But listen, we got to pay the bills today. And we take apart The Witcher, season three, part two, the final few episodes as Henry Cavill takes his final bow as Geralt. Spoilers ahead for all of The Witcher lore up to this point and season three as a whole. Let's go. All right. Nuts and bolts. Once again, The Witcher, based on the Polish fantasy series of the same name, starring Henry Cavill, taking his last walk around as our hero Geralt. Guys, let's give us our initial impressions of the final episodes of season three and season three as a whole. What do we like? What did we like? We're finally at the end of the road here. I liked uh, it. Guys. <laughs> It's looking like a funeral in here. What what's happening? I liked it. You did. I think I, stop making fun of me. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I liked it, but um, again, I'm a, I, I like I like The Witcher a lot. Um, and so this is like the best fantasy I'm gonna have right now because there is no fantasy on sure, right sure. now. But I liked it. I like the second part more than I like the first part because I think there are more episodes that tailored to like more of the storyline in the first in the second part than the first part. I don't think we really needed anything until the uh, the, the conclave. Right. I could not disagree with you more. <laughs> okay. In terms of what I was looking forward to. Actually, episode 6 was cool and then episode 7 and 8 I was like, all right. We we chilling. This is what we oh. doing. Oh, okay. All right, for sure. I, I the Korath uh, Desert is so important and that scene was that episode I, with Siri was like important? Well, uh, we'll get into it about right. the future of what everybody in those visions mean because it, it's very important. It could have been the most important thing in the history of television ever. No, not in television. And I was sitting there like, all right, so she just she just in this desert. Mm-hmm. She just in this. She just just this. Is what it's we're doing. the biggest part. It's one of the biggest sure. parts in the book. It's I'll, one of the biggest parts of the sure. book. I'll say. But so here's the thing. Th- this and I'll get to what my overall impressions were. It's a lot. The the, the final part of this season is a lot of. Tell, don't show, but kind of show, but don't really mm-hmm. tell what you just showed. And I think that my main problem is what Jomi has had with this, our episode in the desert where uh, this is clearly given to us as something that is supposed to be the kind of the most important thing that's been happening in the plot of The Witcher because this is the 
if we can like pull from Harry Potter, this is the uh, book four shit gets real moment of our series where everybody's supposed to kind of be coming towards a common goal and a common enemy and a common purpose for, you know, uniting the realm than everybody else. And I just like, we're really stretching ourselves pretty thin by fucking around a little tiny bit here. And I think that for the most part, there was just a lot of, there were too many plates to spin. And there were too many things that the show had to get right, at least to set things up for this new season of a united front effort here. And I'm not really sure if I was feeling it. Tell me if I'm wrong, Jess. No, you guys have your opinions. No one's ever wrong with their opinions. But Um, but can you see where we're coming from here? Yeah, a little bit. I think we both have different ways that we watch film and media because also watching it, I was like, this is really important for this young woman that's going through the desert and has to focus on like, she's not only going from being a princess into having an adopted family, her family dying, to actually being abandoned and having to know how to survive as an abandoned person. And that That was what uh, Lauren, the showrunner, was focusing a lot on for the season was like, Siri in the books doesn't, isn't always with The Witcher and with Yennefer. She's going to be by herself. In the books, there's a lot of horrible things that happen to Siri. And so they can't really translate that to TV. They could, but I I wouldn't even want to. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't even want to see it. it. So I think this was a really good, like, viewpoint of it of like, oh, this young girl, she's abandoned. She's alone. Everyone's against her. She needs to pull through this. How is she going to pull through this to just like being a rebellious teen by the end of it? Of being right. like, I'm done. I'm finished. I don't I don't want to take anyone's advice. I'm not. I'm going to actually take the advice that Geralt told me to do. Stay freaking neutral right. instead of being invested in everything like right. I was before. Yeah, no, I mean, I understood like what it when it, when it got there. I was like, okay, I see mm-hmm. why this. But again, like it's, it's 55 minutes. I know. I devoured know? it. And there's like... It's like 12 minutes of actual conversation with people. And then <laughs> the, the rest thing, of it. That, is, well, that episode is a lot of vibes and it's a lot of like. <laughs> to a unicorn. It's, it, it is little, tough. Little, little horses little in the book. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, you're, you're like, Jess, you are our Witcher scholar for the most part. You've read most, <laughs> most if not all of these books. Correct? I read some of them, yeah. I okay. read the third and fourth. So you can kind of tell that like th- this, a, a part like this in a story like, like this is kind of very important because this is pretty much her yeah. emerging from the desert, a changed character. To be fair, I think the, I, okay. Also, first off, for people watching this, uh, hate listening to this and just <laughs> listening to me, uh, love The Witcher and they hate it. Um, I think The Witcher does clearly lean more towards the books than it does the video games. Sure. So, and even when they're using the books, the books can get to such outrageous, outlandish ways that they can't really incorporate it. I'm not giving the showrunners or the writers uh, any sort of... Of a pass of on a this. Pass yeah. of how they orchestrated all this. I just know, like, personally, it's like uh, having my Scarlet Witch tattoo. I'm going to be more... WandaVision's going to be my favorite series over Loki because I have a connection to Wanda uh, with my tattoo. But, like, with The Witcher, I'm like, yeah, I read the books and I see what they're putting in here and I've listened to every interview and I'm like, I see what you guys are doing, but no one else is into it as much as I right. am. But, and, and that's, I'm, I'm very happy that you got a lot out of that episode because that was <laughs> my favorite episode. No, truly, truly, because like that's 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 to know that something like that for the fans can be executed on, even for well, just you or yeah. somebody like that. I'm just saying that like Jomi and I have not read these books. Yeah, I would say that we're more or less passive fans of the property, and like you know, 
when the show hits its its highs, in our opinions, I would say, I think you, I think I could speak for you, Jomi. It's not, it's not now. It's yeah. not now. I mean, I mean, just watching the show is. I'm not gonna say like a chore, but like I have no idea what's going on. Like that's just like <laughs> that's just like what it is. Like I, you know, the Thanet coup was going on. I was like, who are the people on the boats? Okay, so all right, so so the mages are fighting on both sides, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then oh yeah, and then Stregobor, but then. Like they're also okay, but then so they're also mages on the evil side, but they came to the good side. Mm-hmm. There was all bad mages who stayed bad. Uh look, sometimes it looked cool and we, that's great. I'm like, wow, what a spectacle. But half the time, yeah. I don't know why don't, yeah. anything is going on. I don't think the Witcher series is created at all for people that don't know the Witcher lore. It which has is not really been a bad, good on ramp for is, people yeah, like me even and Jomi. Even the first season where people are like, this is the best season. I was like, it wasn't written for people that didn't know the Witcher. No. We were all very confused. The Law of Surprise was the most confusing thing for people that never Tell have me. played the game. Or, yeah. They're like, <laughs> what? Because it's like, they're like, this is Law of Surprise. I'm like, okay, cool. What constitutes it? Like, you guys aren't getting into the actual situation of it. And so I think that's what the show, I will say that's what the writers have against them because all of them read the books. Like, Lauren is like, I've read every book twice. And I'm like, that's great for you. But for people that never have seen this, doesn't know this property, how are you going to explain all of this shit to them? And they don't. And not to say, and not to have us sound like a broken record from the last episode that we did on The Witcher, but again, this was the same problem that we had in the first half of this season where a lot of things that The Witcher chews off in their books needs to be boiled down for television because you do not have that kind of time. Even if you make a 50-minute long episode of A Character in the Desert, you're going to be missing some stuff. Mm. You need to truncate. You need to actually boil down the things to the actual core lessons. And that's a skill. That's a very hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's a challenging thing to do in fantasy. But I really don't think that they landed the plane that well on the <laughs> end tail end of this season. Steve, that's a great point you made. Let's put a pin in that. This is what in the business we call a tease. <laughs> yes. A tease. We'll get back to that in a in a, in a bit. But you wanted to talk. We got to talk about the big thing about this, the last episodes and the the last stand of our boy Henry Cavill. This is it. Yes, this is our, this is Cavill's last run as our titular <laughs> Witcher. Um, how do you think he uh, went out? How do you think his performance? Like a it, bit. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, how, are you sad to see him go? Do you think that he could have had a bit more of a standing in the show? Is the show going to be missing something now that he's gone? Yes. On all fronts. Yes. Uh, Yes. And also because it's hard after three seasons and a bunch of spinoffs that you created that character. Because it's like, Geralt is big, intimidating, and has a deep voice. But in the games, he sometimes says funny, quirky, stupid shit. And right, so, because like, he's too edgelord yeah, exactly. to be like that. And But Henry Cavill like, molded himself into The Witcher, or into Geralt, but also made that character for the series. And I think that character was what everyone really liked. And now that it's leaving, it's kind of hard to lose that yes. built character. He is going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth oh, in the fi- next the thin, season. The now, thin why did you laugh like that? Because <laughs> he's, like he's so tiny. He's, <laughs> well, to be no, fair, man, compared to gym. Henry Cavill, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are tiny. I'm saying as Geralt, I can't no, wait I mean, to see my see, slim, my how, slim daddy. Uh, so Ken got got cut. You see how Ryan Gosling got cut to be Ken. You know what I'm saying? But those are Ken. Ken's a dog. <laughs> but I'm, all I'm saying is, I'm sure they got a plan for Liam Hemsworth to get bulk. You know, like, well, shout out that to Bobby true. Wagner. You know, it's bulking mm, season for true. our boy. You know, he was eating chicken, rice, 
fish, veggies. Yeah, yeah. You know, Liam's gonna have to eat yeah. a whole other person well, in order to get six hour days at the gym. Anything's possible. Okay, so you're right. First thing I'm gonna say is you're right. I keep going back to Liam from the Hunger Games, which tough. is not yeah, what I should yeah, be doing because that's tough. ten years old. Uh, secondly, I read an interview where Henry Cavill was like, Ugh, and I'm rolling my eyes saying this. He was like. I have a body that's built for this and a body mm. that he's, he's like, wow. I'm lucky to have Stay a body humble, that works ah. that has uh he said it has um uh he's like I work out and it immediately shows. Ooh. He was like it immediately shows. Damn. And I went, damn, no. Liam's one out is, here fighting for his life right literally, now. <laughs> literally, this man is running up like uh, freaking Mulholland Hill, pushing a car, trying his hardest, and here comes Henry Cavill. Uh, he put him on notice. I think Henry Cavill has honestly made you know, made the show, at least for me. Like, yeah. Watching him do his thing, I was I was immediately locked in on, like, what he does as Geralt. And to lose that kind of sucks, yeah. to be quite honest with you, it, guys. Like, it's just what it is. I wish we could have more time with them, but he's got to make that a Warhammer 400 show. <laughs> 40K. 40, sorry, 40K, my 40K. fault. Don't worry, that's how much Liam's check is going to be for next season. Hey, all right. When... Uh, when I first thought that Cavill was going to be... Wow. The crowd goes mild. If I didn't look at Jomi, I wouldn't have reacted. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry, you didn't react uh, anyway. So, wow. You couldn't see my face. That's rough. But, man, I'm praying for you, bro. Like, oh, my God. I got can- I'm going I'm to light a candle for you tonight. That, that shit was sad, Stop. Bro. I will spit up my coffee. God, All right, well, we're, lo- we're losing another host in Mint Edition. I know, I'm now. <laughs> That's tough. No, when when Henry Cavill was the was the primary draw for me when this yeah. show started, and in my opinion, it's one of the few roles that's like truly capitalized on his charisma yeah. to to varying degrees of success. But like, I think this is probably like the most he's had to chew on since Superman. Yeah, and he had fun doing it. Yeah, um, yeah, he had fun doing it. I, it's so interesting because like going back, even uh. I looked at the script. They cut out a lot of his dialogue in the first couple seasons because they were like, Geralt doesn't talk that much. Yeah, he's And Geralt just doesn't need to talk. He's he just, just needs yeah. to grumble. And I was like, and it's like on paper, it feels like it's kind of easy to replace. But then I think just Henry Cavill made such a mole in this or like a whatever you want to call it that it's kind of weird to see someone else take it. I, yeah. And again, all the the best of luck to Liam, truly. Mm. And I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't get that role for nothing, and I'm sure that he doesn't think that uh, that we don't think that he could probably bring something to this. But for the people that aren't leaving, what do you think the supporting cast is now going to have to step up, or do you think that now that yeah. we're going to be leaning a bit more on some of our more familiar characters to, I guess, maybe fill a bit more of a Geralt shaped hole in the show? You guys ready for the Yasker episode? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 He fell out of love and that's where he dies. Um, also, no, his wig was still kind of weird. It's so weird. It's the haircut. What it's is bad. It? I what don't is understand. It? Well, this one was neat. It was cut I, and it still looked bad. I just don't get like, he looked fine in season one. Yeah. He could have kept that going. But yeah, I was like, nah, we got to get him to perm. This thing got to get like, you got to like Cat yeah, Williams. It, it, Cat Williams, that's what it is. <laughs> That's I'm like, what, what are y'all doing? It's straight. If it gets wet, it's done. It's like, cooked. it's weird that it's permed. It's like, yeah. a, okay. Best and worst yeah. of the wigs that were in Witcher season three. Any thoughts? Well, uh, whatchamacallit's always looks good. Uh, Geralt. 
because it's always um, put up in it's always put up in a ponytail, so it's not hard to like make it look good. It's messy. He's always dirty. So like season the lace, one's you don't wig really was way see. better. I, I thought think. we were talking only season three. Oh, oh yeah, okay. only season three. Oh okay. By comparison to season one, Geralt's wig. Let me look that up. Season one, Geralt's wig was a lot better. I don't know. I felt like his wig wasn't too bad this season. I think yeah. the one that got me was Tisa's when she went she went uh, all the way white. Oh, you I didn't was, like it? I was like, well, maybe ah. it's because I liked her with white hair. I mean, she I'm like after, I'm talking about like that scene. She uses the the thunder, yeah. to do the whole thing, and then um, Jennifer grabs her from the ledge. In that shot, I was like, oh, oh, oh no, they ain't lay your edges right. Lady. She's like, well, luckily it was the lightning and electrocuting. I mean, it. she's supposed to look a little messy, so maybe that's maybe that's what I'm attributing it to. But I was like, yo, <laughs> you can see the lace. The lace is pulling back because <laughs> yeah. it's so help, messy. help her, somebody, somebody help melt the her. lace, melt the lace. Um, <laughs> sorry, she need help. Then, um, and then I don't think Freya Allen, who plays Siri, I don't think she has a wig. I think they just dye her hair, which is so. it feels like a bad dye job. Does it? I think it's supposed to be like that color so I think it's like mm. it's like how I feel with Margot Robbie and Barbie uh, her hair looks flawless but I was also like ooh it's a shade where I think they're damaging it they made oh. it really fluffy and voluminous but I but it's also kind of like a, a Barbie hair stringy. I would assume that like again in all of those cases you brought up Barbie okay so I've seen some stuff on the internet <laughs> yes right talking about um John Cena versus, versus Dua, Dua Lipa's, Lipa's wig. wig. Yes. Oh, yeah. They did Dua Lipa horrible. Somebody was like, they did that on purpose because, like, Barbie's, like, wearing a wig supposed to look silly. That's but true. John Cena. But John Cena, like, it's laid. Like, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's also, to be fair, John Cena has a bald-ass head, so it's easier it's to just, like, easy get, to get that lace that's the same, the same tone. Just place mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Just place right. it. Because all he has to do is raise up and say, Beer or something, <laughs> right? Like yeah. Beer brewski, brewski yeah. beer me. But also, me. they do do that in Barbie, where the like, and also Barbies just have like the craziest hair. So mm-hmm. it's like it makes sense that they gave the Barbie that's a, in the ocean. A but they threw Dua Lipa's wig. wig at her blind. They did. It's it's weirdly like <laughs> a scant. What wig wise? I think I think this The Witcher did a little bit. Bo- no, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. They no, did it, it better than Dua Lipa. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Barbie though, and I was like, not better than Barbie, but better than Dua Lipa. Very true. It's, I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> not, <laughs> hard. There's no it's race. not a hard bar. There's to no race. You put a helmet on better than you put on that wig. Anyway, Jomi, what have you got for us, man? So, I got. I have question. I have one question and a whole bunch of notes. Just a lot of pra- notes. praise and polish, or polish and polish. I don't oof. polish and praise with Jomi Adenari. Like, Let's go. So, guys, just straight up, what is the Dobothana? What what is that? Oh, it's... I, I need uh, to know. It's a location that they talk about in the first season. Yeah, but it, they brought it back again, and I was like... Yeah, they make it sound like it's a god all the time, but it was a location that originally belonged to the elves, and then the humans took it over, and now it's, like, ran by monsters. But Emmer owns it, and Emmer promised uh, Francesca, the elf queen, or, well, the leader of the elves, she's not a queen, technically, um, to... she He offered it back to her if they succeeded... In I think Sherawed, the first episode, so this, they didn't see. And this is this is kind of my problem because like all of those explainers and all of the things that they seem to talk about, and I'm sure Jomi's got more of these. But like, there was a like I'm not going to spoil anything in Oppenheimer when I'm about to make this comparison. Oh gosh, but one of the bro. smartest things that Oppenheimer does is when they're talking about someone or something, they do a very small cut to that person just to show you mm. who they're talking about. And I'm not saying that The Witcher needs to do this, but there needs to find some sort of like visual onboarding for all of the things that I we need to keep JFK track of. I didn't see JFK and Oppenheimer. No, no we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we 
because he, sequel, baby. <laughs> oh, God, no. We got to yeah. cast him first. Kennedy. I'm yeah. I'm good. It's, it's coming. Um, yeah, well, there's too many. There's so many. I was, like, listing off. I was like, here's the six major groups. And then I was like, this six is a lot. I was like, this they is just They can blow this six. down to two or three. Yeah, and it's six. And they kind of do, but they don't because it's like Viggo Forts is a part of the Brotherhood of Mages, but he's also with Nilfgaard. So it's... It, it's just it's boil so, that down to see, one thing. See, <sighs> you said a whole bunch of words oh, right sorry. there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And none of them made any sense. Well, Viggo Forts is the villain. He's the bad guy. I do know that. Oh. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen is the bad guy. No, it's not, it's not Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> Viggo Mortensen just shows up in The Witcher. Oh my God. We're like, we like it. Now, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Viggo. You Viggo know, was Gerald. Hold on. Dolph Lundgren is in the spinoff. Oh, that's true. He's in the rat spinoff. And I'm actually kind of excited to see where Dolph Lundgren is going to go in The Witcher. Let's just age I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have some fun with that. I think sure. he's going to be a Witcher. He has yeah. to be a Witcher. He's got to be. He's yeah. going to be a Witcher. He's a big ass. What? Yeah, big ass, big I'm sure, back I'm man. sure you'll enjoy that. You know, uh, we're gonna enjoy it. Who's who's you see, we we speak in French now? It's Geomica. Oh, I'll I'll take I'll take it. Again. God damn it. All right, so here 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 are my notes, right? And so I got a couple a couple things that I'm not really I'm really lining up for me the the, the back half of this season, right? So um, Tomic Baginski is the ex- one of the executive producers on the show. And he talks about simplifying the meeting at uh, at, at Artuza, right? That the politics yeah. have to be simplified. Yeah. And and I would just love to know what was simple about any of that. What, was, my, what is, my question? What's the complicated version? It was, because yeah, like, it, was a lo- it was a lot more. In the books, it the, was huge. It uh, also involves like Jennifer getting kidnapped. Jennifer was not the leader of it. It was like a bunch of other people. It was a lot of shit. But I think it could have been more simpler. Oh than yeah, what we yeah. Got. Because I mean, and they talk about like we simplified it so Jennifer, uh, you know, calls the conclave. I'm like, cool. That part I get. But why does every single faction of every single uh, part of the the continent need to be there? For the whole thing, like that's the like, it's like yeah, I made mean, simple. I was like simple for whom, sir? God, I ate that shit up. Yeah, but here's I, the thing: I did not we're understand. in the second half of this season. Mm-hmm. We barely knew anything that came down the pipeline from the first half, and now we're already still being like info dumped a lot more stuff yeah. in this in this latter half. Well, I think just, that was, I feel like it's just going to compound because about, things are getting more and no, more high. I don't know stakes. about info dump. There was no dump. Like, sorry, not info dump, but more of like uh, we need to yeah. fe- like parse these things together. And it expects a lot of that from the viewer, which yes. is a lot because I I the part that I was like, oh, I'm eating this up is the fact that we have Radonia that has like these three mages and they're staging a coup the same time as Yennefer and Tessia and Stregobor are also doing I, a coup. And then Viggo Forts is working for Nilfgaard staging their coup. The, the viewer can't be omniscient like and, this. We can't be like, expecting to know everything that's know, going on that's, all the time. That's the part that I'm like, I get that because I'm someone that's like, I'm like, this is insane. I was like, I didn't know that they were working for Nilfgaard. I didn't know they were working for Struggleboard. And then like you're piecing that together and you're like, you guys are all ultimately here for the same goal. You could have worked together. But then at the end, it's like, we can't because we all want Siri for different reasons. Right. So in the end, it's like, okay, well, maybe we, you can cut out no, us knowing all of this stuff in order to simplify what one plot line it's needs so, to be. Who could we have cut? Who could we have cut out? Right. So because the elves are the Skoatel. The Scoatel that worked for Nilfgaard. Yes. And Vilgeforce is with them. So we can't cut those people out, right? And then we have, technically, I guess we could have cut out Radonia because that's Philippa and Dijkstra. 
Because they, we but, like, Britannia's. That's a name I haven't thought about Dijkstra in a thousand years. I I, I, I could have gotten rid of Britannia, but like, I feel like some of the more like interesting. I, it's I'd be splitting like hairs Redon- at this point. I, I do like I like Redon- and then I like the arc they have where they just keep kill. Philippa just keeps killing people because she's like, sure, this is the only way we can do this. None of you guys and are as willing fun to as do that. It. Is but I feel like I could just as easily if you replace that with something that makes a bit more sense from our. Central character, I I guess guess. from the central characters, yeah. Yes. So I guess we could have taken out the Brotherhood of Mages. I'm only thinking about logistics with like what we can strip down to the essentials here. Yeah. And I know that that's probably you're going to be sacrificing a lot more of world building that you that fantasy stories call for. Yeah. But again, if if you're just spinning too many plates, a couple are going to fall, and we've got kind of a few falling plates. Yeah. Come the end of this season, so. I, Jomi, what else did you kind of seem to struggle with? No, nah, I mean, again, it's just a lot of, a lot, not a villains per se, but a lot of factions coming together to understand why half of them are there. Uh, and it's just like, cool, I guess we got this big little fight scene that's going to go crazy in episode five. And I think this is like my biggest overall note of the whole thing. Episode six should have been the finale. I kind of agree. That should have been the last thing we saw. It could have been the finale. It should. I think it should have. I been. think it could have. Um, the the showrunner Lauren Schmidt Hirsch, she says if you if you're saying there's a huge event that changes everything, you need to see how it changes things, right? And so, like I I'm pretty sure like this like season three was came a lot from the second book, Time of Contempt, but they use um, some of the stuff from the third book, Baptism of Fire to keep the thing pushing. And while I can kind of see where she's coming from, like, you know, you want to, like, like even, like, Game of Thrones, you know, you have the Battle of Ardhome that's, like, season five, episode eight, and it's, like, pretty, you know, pretty influential and, like, things happen, but, at the, like, episode nine and episode ten are very engaging, like, with the the whole story as, like, yeah. a, as, as, as a Game of Thrones story as a whole. It engages, like, the battle of the battle of Harmon in episode eight, season five, episode eight, like just gives a through line to the entire season as a whole, right? Where I yeah. feel like this was a logical ending with, yeah. you know, Henry Cavill leaving, like he's literally like lying in the sand after getting beaten by yeah, Bill that's true. That's true. That you, is true. That like is you could have cut it right there. That is true. So two things. Two things. Lauren, uh, Lauren, the um, the showrunner, she mentioned how like she was like, we did not want to make this Game of Thrones. And I wonder if it got to that level of like, we don't even want to do what uh, Game of Thrones did with their episodes. But also, I think, again, and this is might be a punishment on the writers. They're saying so close to the source material that they're like, we have to end the season here when the book ends, which right. is like. You don't have to. No, you don't there doesn't have to, have to be a big line of demarcation for that story. They're just racing to like get as much of the books out as they can before like they're cut off. Maybe I I, I think more that they wanted to kind of end on a sort of uh, knowing that Cavill was leaving. They wanted to give him as much breath as possible for this last sort of chapter in yeah. the Witcher story, which I guess you can make a decent argument for. But for the sake of truncating this into a season of television where you're already pretty bloated in the back half, I would say that this is a fine place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like, so here's my thinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. And here's me putting on my my hat on, my creator hat on. I think 
I don't know how long they want the season to be. I guess like eight episodes. You know, we could, you know, throw some stuff. They mentioned that they put some book one stuff into this season. Mm-hmm. You know, if they, need, if they need eight episodes, whatever, make it happen. I'm going to watch it and be like, man, I don't have no idea what's going on here, but it looks cool. You know, thing going on. Um, and then you end the whole thing, like episodes seven and eight with the Thanid coup, right? Yeah. And that yeah that that okay I get that that right? would have made sense yeah then you go into season four right and <laughs> you he goes in Yasker goes into the woods and he finds Geralt and he's like hey man you kind of look like a Hemsworth brother he's like don't worry about it don't don't even think about it I just, I just <laughs> and it would have been in no uncertain terms yeah don't worry about it just, it just don't been, think about it it would have been an easier just reveal right I and the, it would have been like that makes. Complete sense, right? Like it's just like, oh, he's a different person. Who cares? That's We're... the that's the only nod I'm giving them for the future. Of you but don't, don't you acknowledge don't... it. I don't want you to acknowledge it from anything from the books. I don't want you to use any reference from the books that you're yeah. like. This justifies why we have a new character that does not look like Geralt. He's smaller, bro. You you lose some weight. To be lose? fair, we don't have we don't know how they're going to do this. They haven't even begun filming the fourth season, yeah. let alone no. with the strikes going on right now. There will not be any sort of progress on that until that's over. Likely, yeah. uh, we don't know how they're going to handle that. Hopefully, it is handled well. Well, uh, what what's his name? The executive producer, uh, uh, Tomek Beginsky. Yeah, in an interview with Yahoo News, he straight up was like, "We are going to address that Geralt is a new person." Yeah. And he was like, there is something Which we're I feel taking like from on, the book. Outside of a tongue-in-cheek joke, I feel it is a mistake. I, yeah, I, I no, mean, that's what we'll, I'm saying. I will see how it works. I mean, like, it could be like, like, man, he had to go dip in this pool, and he came out, his face was disfigured, so we had to go dip in another face pool. Face was disfigured, and looking then, like Liam Emsworth. Yeah, they, but then in that one, we, fixed, we fixed his face, but we didn't fix his muscles. <laughs> but don't worry about it. <laughs> he it's can all get him good. back. Yeah, you uh. know, like that is, you know, whatever. And then, so you end with that, we end with, him in the dirt in episode eight. You come back season four, different person. And that first episode is just him and and Yennefer, right? Yennefer goes and creates her new uh, Hogwarts school for ma- Stop. magic and wizards. Stop. Stop. Right. Geralt, the Stop. quest for muscles. And Stop. then Geralt, like, you know, does his whole, like, you know, fights about, uh, you know, fights the, the people at the, what, the, the crossing area? I don't know. What that was, but he does a thing. The soldiers. The soldiers, yeah. Yeah. The, and then episode oh, two, we're like, man, what happened to Siri? Boom, cut. Next episode. Well, yeah. and then we have the whole okay. Siri episode. Is episode two, okay. and then it takes the bit of okay. that end part of uh the like the final scene, mm-hmm. and it puts that in that episode. So the whole thing is Siri, and then we're like, hey, what's my name? What's your name? It's Falka. And we're like, boom. And those are the first two episodes of season four. I think we'll be cooking with Grease a little bit. That one is good. That is good. Because I was also like, I think they're also trying to time it with the spinoff series. I don't know what they're doing now with the delays, but the Rats spinoff series is like coming, coming. And they're probably like, we need to make sure the Rats are at least acknowledged. See, man, all these spinoffs and things. They said, I read somewhere recently that they said Witcher is one of like the top shows for Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I only hear like people say such negative things about it that I was like, is it like one of the top shows? But they're giving it so many spinoffs so it must be I think it's probably one of the better IPs that Netflix has that they want to double down and spread cast a wide net for. That makes sense. Okay, because they keep giving it's getting an anime. It's Uh, getting It's getting oh, an anime. Man. It's got it's the not rats Kaisen, coming. Tell you that. Hey, it's not even Jujutsu Castlevania. Kaisen. 
Ain't nothing Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen. <laughs> I love Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like this season, like the back half was just like, mm. I don't want to say all over the place tonally, but you had like a natural stopping point and you kept going. So then you're sitting in the next, especially when you follow up my boy in the sand, just got beat. And then the next episode is Homegirl in the, in the, in the desert. I was just the like, desert. bro. Like we're having a tough time. What, yeah. Here. What are we doing? Uh, uh, but my last thing, yeah. uh, and I need you guys to to do this for me real quick. Um, I the horse actually has a name in the books. Uh, I would just like like you guys. I just I would love to see you guys try and pronounce it. Let me uh, let me make sure you guys can. Uh, Steve, I would love for you to pronounce that in the document. In the document, right there. This word. I'm gonna spell it out for the fans at home. Oh, okay. It's I H U A R R. Q-U-A-X. How would you pronounce that, Steve? Ihirqua. Mm. Ihirqua? Ihirqua. See, I don't think it was... It's not that You look at me like I was like, duh. Idiot. Dingus. There's a little like post-season three, like the producers and the showrunners come. At the end of that, like in the credits, they try to pronounce this and like... No, like almost nobody can do it. Even one guy was like, "Oh, it's spelled I H U U A R R Q U A X, but it's pronounced Jeremy." It's like har har. Oh, you're so funny. Yeah, I did watch the making of season three on uh, Netflix, so that's the only reason why I knew how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean it's not hard. Like who are who are quacks? quacks. Yeah. It, I think the problem with a lot, uh, and, and this goes for like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings as well. We're putting so much emphasis on different letters because we assume it's like oh, it's so insane, but then it's like nah, it's kind of just how you say it. Yeah. It is an absurd amount of hours. So, I mean, my name yeah. is Olua Jamaluju, so I'm locked in. You know these things, it's, right? It's natural. You know what I'm saying? There you it's, go. It's so regular. you know, yeah, it's regular. Elder Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess, what do you have for us? You ready for my section? We're this is ready. a fun game I for love, everybody listening and for it. everybody in this room, including you, Kerm. You can even play. Um, this is the Jess Mess. And like most of my stuff is always very messy, I just have some trivia for you guys. Ooh, messy some trivia. Fun, messy trivia. And I'm going to give you guys five questions, a range of questions about that all, you know, have to do with The Witcher. Mm. Ready? Right. So for the first yeah. one, which of these actors were in the running to play Geralt of Rivia around the 2018 auditions? Was it Sebastian Stan, Ben Barnes, Liam Hemsworth, or all of the above? Oh, I hope it was Ben Barnes. Oh, Ben Barnes. I want to be Ben uh, Barnes. But you know what? Actually, there's, I think there's going to be a part of me that says all of the above. It's probably all of the above, but I really want it to be Ben Barnes. Yeah. It's so fun because when I asked people if they knew who Ben Barnes was, they were like, no. What are you talking about? Ben I, Barnes is a legend. I go for I go for Narnia first. <laughs> what? He's definitely he's definitely Prince Caspian. Yeah, he's Caspian. He's Prince Caspian. Yes. All of the above, Prince Caspian. So Sebastian Stan, Liam Hemsworth. Kerm. All of the above. The answer is all of the above. Wonderful. They all auditioned for the 2018 Geralt Rivia, and funny enough. <laughs> Henry Cavill annoyed them the most by I harassing bet. them nonstop about please let me audition. And they were like, we don't even have the scripts ready. And then when he finally got the audition, they were like, he is really good, but so is Liam Hemsworth. So it's very interesting that Liam Hemsworth, now replacing Henry Cavill, mm -hmm. was on the bench mm -hmm. from the auditions. So clearly that means 
Maybe Ben Barnes and Sebastian Stan might have passed once they figured out Dang. that Henry Cavill was Respect leaving. Liam. We, Liam, I know you're listening, uh, my boy. Uh, I'm so sorry. I the gotta disrespect. Get up, I gotta walk away. I'm so I sorry about the disrespect, my boy. Like That's, we, we we don't mean that. We just having a good time. Bucky's well, to be fair, Bucky's busy. Bucky busy. Bucky's busy. Ben Barnes has got T Mobile money now. Ben so. would have been a great girl. I think Ben would have been, been, been an amazing girl. girl. Ben would have been, been so really good. Fun. Ben would have been, been great. Really good. I feel like maybe now, like the time has passed, yeah. and he's on to he's on to other things. The I, actor that also played Istrid, uh, the the black mage, he also auditioned. And oh. they gave him Istrid instead. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Black Girl would have been fun. Yeah, that's where I was going. Uh, I, don't, I can't imagine how the internet would have taken that news. Yeah. But uh, it would have been fun. I think, I mean, Henry Cavill is obviously the, the it's funny you say that because Henry Cavill is obviously like the choice for the role. Yeah, he's, it's funny that like they were like, no, oh, no. Like the dude like looks. Yeah. He's like, that's how Geralt just looked like a Dorito chip. Now it just seems like a question of what could have been versus what should have been. Right. Right. Okay, question number two. Other than Henry Cavill, there's another actor on set that's a big fan of The Witcher acting as The Witcher Bible on set for her fellow actors. Is it Glesevig, Tessia, Yennefer, or Philippa? I'm going to say Yennefer. I'm going to say Philippa. You don't have to guess. I know these names sound very yeah. Kermit Kerm puts his hands up. He's like, I, yeah, I abstain. Kermit's like, what, 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 is, what version what, of Bible y'all be reading? This not this not a Corinthians. Stop! I got up from my chair because I couldn't read. Joe me. It's not the Deuteronomy I know. What the heck? We're out of pocket. This roof. Is it, what is this New Testament? Uh, <laughs> it's the New New Testament. It's the, new new Testament. <laughs> the Bible two electric boogaloo. Two, two Bible. This time, Jesus comes back <laughs> with a vengeance. As Tessie of Aratusa. <laughs> it was it was Glesevig. Glesevig. Glesevig was the blonde mage that right. hit on Garal at the coup. Mm. Oh, but she's a huge fan of the book. She's read all the books, and everyone kept asking her how would their characters react to this, and she was like, "Well, this is what your character does." <laughs> so she was there. That's okay, cool. number three: two truths and a lie. Joey Beatty, who plays Yaskier, knew how to play the lute before being casted. He's currently the vocalist in a band, or he attended the same performing arts school as Robert Pattinson. One is a lie. Can you spot the lie? The lie. The lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that he is currently a vocalist in a band. I'm going to say Pattinson. I'm going to hope so, that I'm he gonna is. I'm going to go with the first one, the, the lute or whatever that is. The lute? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I believe like, it. No, 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 no. Give Dude me the looks loot. like that kind of knows give how to play the lute. Give me the lute. Okay. The <laughs> lie was he didn't go to the performing arts school with Robert Pattinson. Uh, well, right. He did actually ball. know how to play I the lute. Ball. And he is the lead singer of a band called The Amazing Devils. Oh, boy. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Nice. Cop the new single. There you go. Cop the, the new, new single. single. <laughs> Number, also in an interview, they were doing Two Truths and a Lie, and he was like, I have won a Tony, I have won a Grammy, I am a lead singer in a band. And he went, this actually hurts my feelings. This hurts my feelings. One, he said, we know which one's the lie. <laughs> uh, which is so hurtful. One of the villains of The Witcher actually teaches a course at Marabella Film School titled Villain Course. Mm. Is it Stregobor, Vigelforts, Emmer, or Rians? It's gotta be Stregobor. Yeah, Stregobor. Dragonborn? You don't have to guess this one. This is another made-up name. Kerm is befuddled yet again. <laughs> it's actually Vigelforts, who is the villain of the show. Wow. Uh, in his acting class, you the tagline for it says, you will be learning firsthand villainous traits and the characteristics of what makes a conflicted character. Okay. Neat. And I, I wonder, was, I wonder what can what what we study. <laughs> I think just being me, like that face he has, mm, having easily. very here's thick Tom, Here's how Tom Hiddleston does it, and just, you know, just wing do it after Tom, that. Just do what Tom Hiddleston does. Just do that. That's what he oh, says the first day sure. of class. You know Tom Hiddleston. He just throws him up on the board. 
was this Tom Hiddleston. And Incredible. last last but not least. I like how you mentioned Rance, and that was the first time he came up in this whole podcast. Well, he dies so sloppily. Be, well, he I, had the opportunity to die in like the, the first episode. He went out the saddest of anybody? Yeah, and it so sucks because that was that character's first time. It was when originally it was a different actor. This was the first change because the act, the other actor couldn't do it. So this guy showed up, was in two episodes, and died. got his head chopped off. Yeah, they off. said, oh man, we got to replace Rance. Yeah, might as well keep it. Well, well, yeah, they said we can't change it up like Henry's this. going. Now we got Rance. Yeah, we Man, can't. the show's falling mm-hmm. apart. Let's cut this thing off. Dang, that's tough. I know. And last, one of these words is not real in Witcher lore. Can you spot the fake one? <laughs> no, the first one is Irrawakwex. Irrawakwex, <laughs> which you guys know is actually which we real. just spelled. Uh, Brockillen, Bombarda, or Korath. Man, Korath. I could be here for three years and I wouldn't get this right. Uh, yeah, no, oh, I'm, I'm just gonna guess Korath. Some- uh, get, come on, let me see, man. Let me. What, what are you looking at? Let me see. I'm looking at the document. I want to get in the heart and the cards. Uh, I have a one in three chance. Broccoli. 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 It's Bombarda. That's a spell from Harry Potter. Wow. <laughs> Korath is the that desert that Siri gets stuck in. Broccoli. Clearly, we are not Witcher heads, nor are we <laughs> Harry Potter no, heads. I thought I went with Harry Potter because I was like, oh, they both have. I, I was like, I was going to do Lord of the Rings, but I was like, I don't think I could do I don't, this. We wouldn't remember spells from well, Harry I Potter. Even I, would, I don't know anything from Harry Potter. Oh, so. damn. That's on me. Well, Brockillen is the forest where the dryads were uh, fixing Geralt. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Korath is the desert that she gets stuck in. Mm. <laughs> but Herarquax was the unicorn. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. All and right. that is it. Final thoughts, folks. What do we have to say? What's the What, what does it all mean, Jomi? What does it all mean, Jess? <sighs> Witcher season three. How do we feel? Man. Um... Look, I'm just glad that uh, I'm employed because uh, Henry Cavill is looking grim for our boy. He's got Warhammer. He's got Warhammer, but ain't nobody watching it. I could be unemployed and as it. handsome as Henry that's Cavill me, in Field Chosen. That's fine. very true. No, I mean, in all seriousness, no. Like, this was a role that I think he embodied extremely mm-hmm. well. And it sucks that we won't be seeing him going forward for whatever reason, whether it be like his agent, you know, fumbled a bag or the Superman thing or he wasn't happy. Like, no matter what, it's sad that we won't be able to see him in this meet him again. And yeah, hopefully when Warhammer 40K comes out, we can see him deliver. Because he's a good actor. Like, he was a he was a fine Superman, despite all the Zack Snyder stuff. And he was a really good Geralt. And so, you know, to have, like, two legacy-defining roles, you know, stripped from you for whatever reason mm-hmm. sucks. So whatever happens next, I hope that it's something that we can all look and be like, we finally got Henry Cavill his thing like he finally got to finish out his thing and that's really just what I, I I hope going forward yeah I'm gonna watch this and finish it because I that, that's who I am with every series I'm you like, will complete all of the Witcher finish, the spinoffs too I'll just like turn it on just cause I'm like I, I gotta I gotta know yeah you gotta know <laughs> an endless thirst for knowledge Um, but yeah I'm excited for the fourth season I, I love the introduction of the rats the rats in, are horrible horrible, morally skewed children and adults. So I'm excited to see how they're going to make it work in the series. Um, I'm excited for Yennefer to start the Lodge of Sorceresses, which is just a female team of sorceresses. And I am really excited. I think, I am sad that Henry Cavill is going too, but uh, I hope his fellow castmates, I want them to succeed. And so I'm still watching. For Yennefer. 
For Yennefer. For Yennefer. Not for Siri. I, I, I definitely think that Cavill deserved a little bit better of at least a send-off uh, because of what he kind of gave to this role. And ultimately, the, you know, he, he kind of like christened and pushed off this entire franchise for Netflix that was supposed to just kind of be this blockbuster series for him. But now it's a vehicle for a bunch of other shows. And mm-hmm. it kind of rested on his shoulders for a minute. And he deserves his due. Um... I think I might dip my toe into the Witcher lore a bit more. If the if the any books sort of, are worth reading, if I some know of the spinoffs like the are good, or if the anime is decent, uh, maybe I'll take a look at one of the books. Because the map. Because of the map. The map. Uh, the map is. I love. I love. The there map. was a great, the great map. little reel when I saw that. Like the, the book map. has a map. There's I'm a little bit more excited. Get, and it has I a. It's, it's a good map. If it's a good map. If it's a good map, I'm into a good map. There's a place you gotta go. I can get you there. I know. I'm, the, the I'm just yes. imagining, like not Geralt, but like some like chibi version of a character in the show <laughs> just cute. singing that song. Jennifer just walking yeah, through the map. map mm-hmm. I'm the map. I'm the map. That would be, that's real comedy right there. Wonderful. Somebody write that down. All right. Well, while we work on our Witcher spinoffs, we're going to bid you adieu for this week of Mint Edition. And before we go, reminder that on Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to be giving you their thoughts on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film Mutant Mayhem and then on Friday the tropes course returns to the house of R with enemies to lovers we are produced by the great John Karma and we would like to thank you once again for listening to us we're really excited to officially welcome Jess as the third chair of equal power and respect for all of us here Domi do you have any parting words for us uh man, Utter I got confusion. a I got a couple. I got a couple. Uh shout out as always to our guy on the sticks on the ones and twos, uh Sam Kerm. See, cause it's the women's world cup. And Sam Kerr is <laughs> y'all not locked in. Y'all gotta watch the women's world cup. Nigeria going to the next round, baby. We out here in these streets. Super Falcons. Let's go. And thank you all, as always, for listening. We love y'all. And no matter if we look like Henry Cavill or we look like Liam Sandsworth. We will be here next time. <laughs> we'll be fine and we'll be here. I'm the map. 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 Yeah, Skier's gonna sing it though. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>